Good morning. I have a lot of different feelings about being here speaking to you this morning. I had gone back and forth about whether or not I was willing to put myself here today. You see, conversing with white people about race and whiteness has not been my practice. I shared a conversation recently with someone about with someone about how we both think about organizing experiences and information into internal file folders. Race, racism, and whiteness is a part of dozens of experiences that I have every day. From interactions with a clerk whose behavior changes from the previous customer to me, to looking at the racial composition and roles of the actors in a television commercial and thinking, why? To the racial dynamics of a committee meeting or the need to scrutinize the nonverbals of a new, to me, healthcare or service professional or the car full of white teens who drove past me last summer on a road near my, near my home in St. Paul shouting at me with multiple arms out of their windows giving me the finger. So I have lots of file folders under race. Talking about race, racism, and whiteness with white people is difficult for me because when I try to organize a message or a response, I need to open my warehouse a warehouse of a life's worth of racial experiences, most of them unresolved. A warehouse overfilled with overstuffed multiple drawer file cabinets. My thoughts and emotions pile on and on. My anger and frustration rise to the point where speaking a cogent message becomes difficult and the scope of that message becomes so large that I have trouble organizing it. That is what I experienced thinking about being here today. This is the dynamic with which I approach the border of cross-racial communications. In my reality, I observe that in that situation, the dominant white paradigm would support white people in discounting what I say because I'm too emotional to be rational or I'm too angry to be listened to and they should best get away from my anger. Or because I'm just speaking from my own experience and I don't have the research data to support what I see. Or I must not have a cogent message since I can't present it in six bullet points or less. Or my experience doesn't match their experience. Therefore, my experience must be in error. And in my reality, when I am not professionally composed, eminently articulate, or perhaps even when I am, when I have made an error, or failed to plan for every possible eventuality. 
someone will say as an aside or just think to themselves, see, those people really aren't competent. Well, I managed to get myself here this morning. And I'm glad to be here. Showing up as who I am, frustrated and imperfect, and talking about it is something that I am now called spiritually to do. I had thought to talk today about the nature of the border itself. I want white people and people of color alike to approach the border with eyes wide open about the barbed nature of that boundary. Thinking that if we can approach the border with an awareness of these conflicting dynamics, we stand a better chance of persisting through them to hear and understand each other. As I thought about this though, I realized there are multiple boundaries or we create unique boundaries as we come to them and to each other in different situations. People of color engaging with people of color, white people talking to white people, people of color interacting with white people. And the nature of the borders are compounded or aided by the nature of the relationships that we have at that time. Is this a long-standing good friend? Is this a colleague at work or church? Or is this Uncle Harry from whom you got some of those questionable ideas about race? Realizing the multiple complexities around borders, I became discouraged about bringing a helpful message here today. But my original thinking is still helpful. That if we do approach the border with an awareness of all those complex dynamics, we do stand a better chance of persisting through them to hear and to understand each other. And once we've connected, we need to figure out what we need to do, what we need to do personally and together to make this an anti-racist community and a spiritual support for all. Kolani Kasela says in Voices from the Margins, we get good at what we practice. Research now tells us very clearly that what distinguishes amateurs from experts is the amount of time they spend practicing their craft. In this church, I practice interactions that last long enough to allow muddled and complex thoughts and emotions to become present, in which I can speak about what I see and who I am, what I want and how I manage. And I do all of that within the context of, within a context of understanding racial oppression. I practice interactions where I can hear how you differ and what we share in common. With rare exceptions, I practice those interactions within the people of color community here. 
which is about one half of 1% of this congregation. I'm glad that there are opportunities in this church for white people to approach and engage their borders with other white people, to practice seeing race, racism, and whiteness, and to unpack its caustic effects. That we have racially separate places to engage our borders and practice crossing them may well be what we need right now. It may be a necessary step in approaching the border between races and cultures. But that does not meet my vision for us. There are lots of places where change can be applied in racial justice and reconciliation work. I am primarily concerned about what results occur in the relationships across racial borders within this church community. If we are to cross those borders, we need to figure out what it looks like and how it feels to do that. If we are to cross those borders effectively with understanding and compassion, we need to practice with intention. Where, how, and with whom do we practice? It's not an easy thing in such a racially unbalanced space. I have ideas, but I don't have answers about how to accomplish that practice and how to become more expert. But that, I believe, is what we need to figure out together. My spiritual challenge is to keep engaging, to put my words, to put words to my experiences, to convey my trauma and frustration and thoughts, and to, compa and to have compassion for those of you who are just realizing that you too have been miseducated and are likely perpetuating a system of inequity and oppression if you are not aware and informed about how that system works. Maybe you are figuring out what issues you bring to the border and what challenges you personally face. Maybe we can figure out how to practice approaching that border and growing our spiritual edges there together. May it be so.